Welcome to Crop Watch Podcast, a production of Nebraska Extension. Well, good Thursday afternoon from Lincoln. Welcome to another edition of Crop Watch Podcast. I am your host, Eric Hunt from Extension and the Nebraska State Climate Office. So let's start out today by taking a look and see where temperatures were over averaged over 95 degrees for maximum temperatures last week or if the week of July 24th to 30th. So that would be last Monday the 24th through Sunday the 30th. But you'll notice for anybody watching us on YouTube, there was a broad swath of southwestern Nebraska, maybe in parts of the southern part of south central Nebraska where temperatures average over 95. Again, now this is not particularly unusual in late July to have a week where you average over 95. Uh, but this is probably the, one of the first times this year we actually have seen uh, an extended period of heat across the state. But further north and east, we did have a couple of days during the week where we had more cloud cover. Or, for example, last Saturday, we had decent frontal passage and high temperatures were only in the 80s. So that kind of helped keep the maximum temperatures uh, below that 95 threshold uh, for most of the state. But we did have, though, in east central and, and northeastern Nebraska last week, though, was very, very high humidity along with the heat. So you kind of take a, an area from, say, Norfolk, Columbus, York, through Lincoln, and probably through Nebraska City, or probably even getting down into Auburn and Falls City as well. There was a, a very large section of eastern Nebraska last week where we not only had highs well in the 90s or even slightly over 100, we also had dew points that were 75, 78, in some cases 81 to 82. So we had heat index values that were somewhere between 110 and 120 degrees during the late afternoon and early evening hours last Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So three very impressive days. Thankfully, it ended last Friday night. And in some cases, it ended maybe not abruptly in terms of air temperature, but it did come to um, a relatively loud conclusion with the thunderstorms that did develop. Some of them were relatively strong with uh, some hail, especially um, locally parts of South Lincoln actually had some pretty good-sized hail last Friday night. Well, let's take a look where we are for the drought monitor. Again, this is released this morning based on data through Tuesday morning. So some good news to report this week. We now have 64% instead of 68% of the state is in drought. So that's an improvement. We also have a little bit less extreme and exceptional drought on the map. The area that we still see extreme to exceptional drought is kind of in the same areas where it's been for months and months. So Grand Island to about Seward. And we still have some exceptional drought up around West Point and Aurora up to about Central City, Fullerton, that area still is an exceptional drought. Now, again, some of those places have picked up some good rains in the last few days. If we get some more decent precipitation this weekend, there's a reasonable chance. Maybe next week, we could actually be talking about having a map that does not have exceptional drought on it. Again, that's not a guarantee, but there is hope for the first time in months that we actually could be free of that category. So where do we actually see some changes this week? Changes this week were primarily across central, north central, parts of northeastern Nebraska, where we saw broad one category improvements uh, from precipitation that occurred over the previous seven days. And again, most indicators there for the last 30 to 60 days are pretty good. There's still some longer term drought in that area, but again, um, or at least in parts of this area, but we are definitely seeing uh, improvement. We saw some improvements across portions of Saunders, Dodge, Butler, and Colfax counties, and then improvements, but mostly. This improvement here in southeastern Nebraska is mostly based on what happened last Saturday morning. So we had a thunderstorm complex that kind of rolled from the west, northwest, kind of dove southeast as it headed toward Lincoln and uh, gave South Lincoln very, very good rains. The northern half of the city, uh, a bit less so. 
Although we did have some very impressive rainfall amounts or rainfall rates and amounts, you know, kind of from York through southern Lancaster County getting to Odo County. Now, again, I think you're you aren't seeing the improvement on this map in York County where we did have over two inches of rain last week. And I think that's more of a reflection that they were still very much on the border of D3, D4 going into last week. So I think there was you know some feelings among, amongst the author or our group that uh, that area wasn't quite ready to maybe be upgraded D2. Maybe with more precipitation, you'll see it this week. Let's see, one little small area of D2 category improvement here in Gage County. Uh, again, that's, you know, takes a lot of rain to get that kind of improvement in one week. So if you take a look at precipitation across the country, so a couple of different features are very noticeable here. So two areas of the country that were noticeably void of precipitation last week, one being here where the ridge was centered over Texas and Oklahoma. Again, it's been very, very hot down there this week. We've had temperatures routinely over 100, I think probably getting close to 110 in some spots. I Last I checked, there were some mesonet sites in Oklahoma that were already about 105, 106, and that was about an hour and a half ago, so they might even be warmer than that now. So very little precipitation down in that part of the country. Very little precipitation here across the West. Again, that's not particularly unusual as it's our dry season. Uh, but I, I do think we should be paying a little bit more attention to the lack of precipitation that's been occurring uh, really for most of the summer here across the Northwest. Again, they don't get a lot of precipitation this summer, but they've really been acutely dry the last three or four months. And that's concerning because going into El Nino, they tend to be drier than average during an El Nino winter, or they tend to be dry during El Nino winters. So they could be, you know, heading to a situation of pretty extreme drought conditions in this area if we don't uh, see some improvement here in the fall. So again, I think that is an area to watch for, uh, you know, maybe the worst area of drought in the country as we go into, into the fall. Another area that's been relatively noticeably void of precipitation here of, of late has been this area of northern and more central Iowa, uh, where almost no precipitation has fallen in the last seven days. And, you know, again, drought conditions there are not in the worst range, but I think they're moderate, maybe some places are in severe, severe drought. The vegetation, as I'll show here in a little bit, doesn't look too terrible in that area. But again, I think the fact that we haven't had much precipitation here in this region in the last week or even the last 30 days is concerning or that is a very prime ground and they will need precipitation very soon here or things are probably going to start turning the other way. So again, across Nebraska, most places picked up precipitation this week. Uh, actually, I'd say most of the state actually picked up over an inch. A lot of places picked up over two inches of rain. And again, this was as of, yester as of yesterday at 7 a.m. So this does not include some of the precipitation that fell here uh, overnight, early morning across uh, parts of western and central Nebraska. So it's much more places now actually would be uh, in that pink shade. Let's take a look nationally where the drought monitor to get, or where we, where we had drought again you know, down here in Texas. So we are seeing some degradation here across the southwest where it's been very, very, very warm here in the last, say, six to eight weeks. Uh, again, as I mentioned before, I really want to watch this area, area up here in the Pacific Northwest. It's been very dry for several months. Uh, certainly the last two or three months have been very dry up there. And, you know, again, I think where we're going to see the heat in this country, or at least the heat compared to average in this country, is going to continue to be in Texas. And we're going to see it expand back toward the west and northwest. So, again, I think when we get these hotter temperatures uh, back up in this area as we head into August, uh, you know, we could see some more rapid acceleration of drought. So maybe a bit more of the flashy type of drought. Again, as we get here in the main portion of the Corn Belt, Again, I really focus on this area here across north central Iowa, southwestern Minnesota. Again, they're they're not in the worst of the drought. They're either abnormally dry or 
which is not even drought, or a moderate drought, which again, it's not terrible, but recent precipitation there hasn't been very good. But one reason that maybe there isn't as much concern, if we take a look at VEGDRY, which combines reflectance data from satellite and meteorological variables, that area doesn't look too bad. So I'm hoping that maybe that is a reflection that vegetation actually, the crops are in pretty good shape there. Uh, again, I think we're, we're taking a look at areas in the Midwest where things are stressed, um, you know, parts of South Central and East Central Nebraska, so west of Lincoln. So that area kind of between Grand Island and Aurora is probably the worst of it in terms of stress on dryland crops. And then you'll notice up here in Western Minnesota, we have some signal for stress on crops. This area here in Eastern Iowa has been real, has been noticeably prominent on veg drive for about the last, say, two or three weeks. That area now, we take a look at the drought monitor again, they notice they had a degradation down to D2 this week, so that's severe drought. And again, that is actually probably being reflected around veg dry. So that area really actually could be starting to see some real hit to their crop yields. Um, there's a good chance of rain there in the next seven days, but it might be not too late, but there might be definitely some stress here that's getting irreversible. So in terms of where we are with soil moisture across the country, You'll notice here that across the state of Nebraska, most of the states, according to the um, Grace Root Zone Drought Indicator, or Root Zone Soil Moisture Drought Indicator, most of the state is somewhere right around the 50th percentile, give or take a little bit for soil moisture. So about where we probably should be. Again, I would take this little grain of salt. I think across a lot of east, south, east central and southeastern Nebraska, I think things are in pretty good shape. I think most of western Nebraska probably uh, is in quite good shape. There might be a few pockets out here where we haven't caused much rain in the last, say, 7 to 14, 20 days, um, maybe around Okalala where things maybe are getting a little bit drier. Then again, we still definitely see some dry signal up here in the northeast. Again, this is based as of Monday, July 31st. So we actually have had pretty good precipitation in this region, uh, say, up kind of uh, Norfolk, West Point, earlier in the last couple of days. So maybe we'll actually see some improvement here on this map. Taking a look locally, and I know I've showed this map on previous weather update. And for those of you just listening on podcasts, just kind of take my word for it. But what you'll notice here at the Firth Mesonet site was so Firth is uh, kind of on the gauge Lancaster County line. And I'm showing this basically to talk about we had very significant precipitation go through the last Saturday morning. So they had over three inches of rain during the day on Saturday. And a lot of that fell in about an hour, hour and a half. The good news, though, is there's actually a very good response at all depths. So there are previous precipitation events in the last month, which some were, you know, not necessarily completely insignificant, uh, had very little or almost basically no impact at the deeper depth. So 5,100 centimeters were basically just completely flat line here for the last several months. Uh, but with that precipitation event on Saturday, they actually really recharged the entire, or at least that entire meter of the profile. So, again... That gives me some confidence that places that did really pick up that heavier precipitation last Saturday morning, a place that did pick up some heavier precipitation Monday morning or yesterday morning or this morning, that, you know, there's a hope that at least a good portion actually went in and maybe, you know, places that are getting at two to three inch rains, there's maybe a good chance that you actually have a really good reserve of moisture going into uh, the month of August. And there's a lot of August where, you know, we absolutely would need that reserve of moisture for the next two weeks. But... I think we're, we are kind of entering a pattern where maybe not completely unheard of for August, but uh, we're definitely looking at 
cooler temperatures. So most of the state has been cooler the last four or five days, particularly in the eastern portion of the state where we haven't really had temperatures above 86 for several days. A um, little bit different parts of southwestern Nebraska still had some highs in the 90s or even low 100s early this week. But what we're probably going to see here as we head into the weekend is a, is a continued flattening and southward regression of this ridge. And then we're going to see it start building toward the west and northwest. So kind of going back to where it was for a lot of the month of July. And with that, we're going to have a lot of predominant northwesterly flow and cooler temperatures. So what I think what we're going to see, I'm going to take just uh, actually I want to show, actually, I don't have the map up, but what I was going to talk about is what we're going to see this weekend is a slow moving area of low pressure coming out of the out of the Rockies into the Dakotas, and it's going to make kind of a hard turn to the east. And it's going to move very, very slowly, or relatively speaking, move very slowly into the upper Midwest Great Lakes region. With that, we are actually probably going to see some significant precipitation here across the Dakotas, including some places that really could actually use some rain up here, the northern part of the Black Hills, uh, a lot of North Dakota. Not all of North Dakota is going to get heavy rain, but we should get some decent precipitation. But we are going to be a little bit in a more warm slightly more warm humid sector here as we get into Saturday, into Saturday and maybe into early Sunday. And with the frontal passage, there could be some dynamics that could be in play for some severe weather. Again, I don't think we're looking at a severe weather outbreak, but again, we could be looking at a relatively decent squall line or MCS, MCBs that could be moving uh, more east, northwest or west to east across our region. I don't think we're looking at tremendous amounts of precipitation across our area. Uh, but again, I think we are going to be getting some precipitation here um, this weekend. I believe after the cold front passes through on Sunday, we are looking at probably at least one or two days of highs in the 70s, maybe even mid-70s for parts of northeastern or central Nebraska. And the good news is we actually should have, or at least temporarily, have a lot lower humidity. So we even places where, we, where we've been cooler lately, we've generally still been quite humid and haven't necessarily had overnight lows that have been all that low. We've been mostly upper 60s, low 70s for low temperatures across a lot of this area of late, which isn't terrible. But again, um, you know, this time of year, it's nice if we can have some at least occasional couple of days where we get down to the low 60s, upper 50s. I do believe we'll have at least one night where most of the state should see low temperatures in the at least the low 60s, maybe even getting down to the mid 50s in a couple of spots. And with this pattern, what I think we're going to see is probably about every three to five days, we're going to see uh, ejection of energy coming out of out of the northern Rockies into the central plains, western Corn Belt, and kind of diving into the you know, lower Ohio River Valley, Mississippi Valley, getting the southeast. So I, this corridor actually is going to be favored for getting precipitation as we get a little bit deeper into the month of August. Now, again, I don't think we're talking about flash flooding type rain events, but I think we are talking about probably just getting at least routine chances of rainfall. And I think these actually could be at least, everybody widespread gets at least a quarter to half an inch for some of these events. So I think we're actually cautiously optimistic that we're in good shape here as we go into the middle of August for precipitation. Moving a little bit deeper into August, uh, CPC is kind of expecting this pattern is sort of stick around for a while where we kind of have routine repeated cold frontal passages, particularly here across a lot of the north central part of the U.S. We looked fairly cool here for a lot of mid-August. Now, again, this is absolutely, if this means that we're having highs mostly 
upper 70s to mid 80s and we're dropping off at night you know only getting you know getting occasional chances or, or you know maybe a shot of rain every four or five days that's absolutely fantastic if we're getting more of what we've had this week which is higher humidity and a lot of cloud cover I think then, you know, we're going to have to start getting some concerns about disease. Um, I, I, again, that's not my expertise area. I do want to kind of bring on some other experts that, to, you know, take a look at things like tar spot. Uh, but again, the, the lack of sunshine this weekend, the persistent humidity that we've had, at least around here, uh, is a little concerning. I, but I get, do think what I'm interpreting from this type of a map where I see a large, you know, kind of, area blue for, representing below normal temperatures across north central u.s is that there's going to be just you know generally cooler and maybe some degree drier weather so if we think about what we had for say the middle portion of july i think that's kind of what we're looking at for a lot of mid-august uh, and again i think that's very good news and i know last week i kind of talked a little bit about the uh probability of having a cooler wetter fall for el nino again i think for Nebraska, especially the eastern half of Nebraska, we still are trying to crawl back from, you know, several months or even several years of drought. That's a good thing. Um, you know, I think I'll talk a little bit more about that on future updates. But for now, that in, ends the Crop Watch podcast for the week ending August 3rd, 2023.